it's Thursday night, 8 o'clock, and that means it's time for Kayak Fishing Radio. I'm Chip Gibson, and uh, wow, what a week we had last week. It was spring break, and um, we headed to Florida. I don't claim any responsibility for weather because it changed while I was there, not when I before I got there. Um, but anyways, we uh, we started off the week. We headed out of the ATL on uh, early Saturday morning, and uh, we went over to Cars Park uh, in uh, Merritt Island, Florida, just outside of Titusville, just well, pretty much Titusville. Uh, stopped in and as soon as we got into town and visited Kayaks by Bo in the outfitter shop there, the KBB outfitter shop. Redfish Chuck was uh, cooking some brats and burgers on the grill in the back there. Boy, if you guys haven't stopped by to see the place, uh, got to meet Tom and Linda. They're just a great bunch of folks there. Kayaks by Bo in the KBB outfitter shop, downtown Titusville. Can't miss it. Big yellow building. Real pretty building. And, man, do they have a nice selection of kayaks and gear. And then uh, over in the outfitter shop, uh, Chuck has done a great job setting that up with all kinds of fishing equipment. So you got your kayaks and kayak outfitting gear and kayaks by bow. And then right next door, very convenient, is the outfitter shop where you got all your fishing needs there. Rods, reels, baits, everything. And lots of information from... Plenty of the folks that are hanging out there. It's kind of just a spot that uh, it's working out real nice. Chuck's done a nice job setting it up for people to stop in and chat and talk about fishing, and it just works out great. The location is awesome. If you're coming off the Mosquito Lagoon, you're right there. If you're you're uh, headed to the Indian River Lagoon or the IRL, Banana River, it's really convenient location for all your kayak and fishing needs there in Titusville, and the Merritt Island area. So we we got there. We got set up at uh, Cars Park. We had uh, friends, Sean Wagner, his family uh, were already in place uh, with their RV and ready to rock and roll. We got out as soon as he got in the water. First cast, uh, I don't know if it's my first cast, but... Nice little rat red uh, right there from uh, just where we were had our RVs on the water side. Got a little fishing in there, a couple of bites here and there. Puffer fish were doing their job stealing the chartreuse tails off of my baits. But uh, um, next morning, uh, that was Saturday. Sunday morning, we got up and uh, zero dark thirty headed over to the uh, Mosquito Lagoon, which is about a and if you're at Cars, oh, it's probably about a 30, 40-minute drive north. you got to go back off of Merritt Island, go up US-1, and go back over to the island. And, uh, get sent in. We left out of, we uh, launched out of Beacon 42. wasn't uh, too bad of a day, slightly overcast, a little breeze, but uh, nothing real ugly. Paddled on out and uh, took us a little while to find the fish. Uh, Brad got on to him, and uh, then uh, Chuck and uh, Mike, uh, some locals, they uh, were out there in their kayaks and steered us over in a direction. We got on to uh, some schoolie trout there in the grass beds and 
everybody caught some fish. So really great time there. Just pulling in trout. No, no keepers, but just a lot of fun catching little fish, having a good time. The kids were all catching fish, and that was great. So um, then, oh, my gosh, then the wind picked up. I mean, windy, whoo, man, you can't. Uh, beat wind like that, and <laughs> no uh, no awnings out on the RVs, no sun umbrellas. Man, it was windy, uh, so we got kind of blown out there on uh, Monday. Uh, decided then Tuesday, as we looked on the weather map and saw that a front was coming in, we were going to get some rain. So we we packed everything up and used Tuesday as a transfer day, and we moved across the state. Over to the Gulf Coast, uh, we were at uh, E.G. Simmons Park, just outside of Ruskin, Apollo Beach area. Got set up over there uh, for a Wednesday morning launch, and uh, we were out fishing. So, real fun time over there. A couple of fish here and there. Caught a little snook. Uh, Man, I had a temper tantrum. We were uh, last day of fishing. We were working uh, some mangroves up uh, about halfway uh, up the beach there, and man, I saw this snook. Nice little snook, probably 24 to 30 incher, hiding back in the shadows, and uh, just one of those times where, you know, I had already spooked a couple, you know, bad casts, spooked them out of their hole. This guy, I saw him there, he actually popped at a had a glass minnow or a finger mullet, plenty of those running around in the flats. And uh, tossed the bait right up in there, saw him come out and pick the thing up, set the hook. About the same time as I do that, he takes off going to the north. Coming from the south now, because of the commotion on the hookup, is a little bonnethead shark, probably about a three-footer. And I don't know if it was the shark, if it was the mangroves with the things, but... I got all I got back was a piece of leader with a real roughed up edge on it, and uh, yeah, just had to throw in the little uh, the uh, TV fisherman dancing, you know. Man, that was just, but it was so sweet to have the hook up, the first jump, and then boom, uh, broke off. Just you know, if you're not a fisherman, I don't know if that doesn't get your blood boiling. But uh, anyways. That was fun. We uh, spent one day while we were there up around the power plant. If you're familiar with the South Shore area of uh, um, uh, Tampa Bay, we were around the power plant. And, man, we saw some cobia. Good grief. There were some that I think the smallest one I saw was a uh, was about a, a 35-pounder, and they worked their way up from there, just following manatees, following other things, just little groups of them coming out of the warm water discharge area. But uh, we did not have any live bait, and uh, we could not uh, get him to look. I got one to turn his head and uh, look towards me, but uh, his other buddy said, "Don't don't pay any attention to that keep moving and they did they just walked ran on by us so um but it was a lot of fun i i guess we chased probably oh man we probably uh chased around two dozen of those rascals so 
But uh, um, it was a lot of fun anyway. So okay, yeah. Just uh, we thought we were going to have a, a little event or a little uh, work from Sean this week. Uh, he uh, attended the uh, DOA tournament there, and uh, but uh, he's tied up at work and won't be able to call in. So we'll get that on next week. So let me uh, take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere just yet. Yeah, very cool. Well, thanks for the call, man, and I hope you get your slam. Well, I'm hoping so too. Um, just, uh, I'm glad you clarified that because I never saw the other words. Yeah, it's right there in the middle. Yeah, it's in the middle of the FWC site there, the Grand Slam of Fishing Records, and it's the second paragraph that says, according to IGFA angling rules that the catch must not be in variance with any laws regulated. So it has to be a legal size fish. So 33 inches for your cobia there, I think, uh, uh, pretty much for the north area there. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, good luck, man. Thanks and, for uh, taking my call, man. Good, uh, no problem. Uh, happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Take a kid fishing, all right? I will. All right, buddy. Good night. Hey, good evening. Bye. All right, so we kind of got the switching messed up a little bit there, and uh, Mike from Jacksonville called in. He was talking about Grand Slams. He's hoping to get a Grand Slam this year, and uh, we uh, we kind of our audio kind of messed up on us there, and I didn't get it. The switches didn't work. But uh, anyways, you caught the last end of it there. Mike is uh, out of Jacksonville. He's looking to get a slam. There was only one slam taken. Uh, if you're uh, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're new to fishing, kayak fishing is not specific to kayak fishing, but uh, FWC, uh, there's a, a they do a, a, a Grand Slam, and they issue a certificate for Grand Slam catches. If you're in the North Florida area, a Grand Slam consists of a cobia, a red drum, and a spotted sea trout. If you're in the South Florida area, a Grand Slam would be a bonefish, a permit, and a tarpon. That's pretty much your flats uh slam there east florida is a sea trout a red drum and a tarpon and a west florida grand slam is a, a red drum red fish a snook and a tarpon uh so uh i think out of all of them uh out of the southeast and west the tarpons your tough uh your tough fish and out of north florida the kobe is going to be your tough one uh actually that south florida grand slam a bonefish permit and tarpon holy cow man that's just that's a heck of a day right there. And you got 24 hours to do it. The affidavit says that you undersign. you got to have this uh, sworn before a notary that uh, the fish described in the application were hooked, fought, boated without assistance from anyone except the specifically provided in the regulations, and that would be the IGFA angling rules. And uh, the, uh, you have to, the things that you have to put in there, your tackle information, uh, the species of the fish, the weight estimated, they actually encourage live release. Uh, photos are not mandatory but highly desirable as they may be published. Uh, your fight times and method of catch there, uh, and they all have to be in accordance with the IGFA. And the one thing that we found when I was looking through, I Googled uh, Florida Grand Slam, and in there it says that it has to be taken in accordance and not in variance with any rules or regulations concerning the species in the area. So that means any IGFA record fish has to be a legal fish. So uh, nice question, Mike. Thanks for calling in. And uh, that's so you you would have all the fish that you would catch in a slam would have to be of legal and regulation. Uh, so good good question and nice nice uh, uh, nice to hear from Mike in Jacksonville. And good luck on that. As he said, there was only one slam. It was registered last year. Yeah, that is kind of crazy, but if you fish a lot, I know we spent a couple of days chasing cobia, and uh, we were looking for tarpon, but we were still a little early for tarpon where we were on the West Coast, uh, and they were all hiding up in the uh, warm water discharge areas of the power plant, so we didn't get an opportunity to throw at any tarpon, but... And those are all tough fish uh, to catch uh, from a kayak. So if you are uh, a new uh, 
make sure that if you're going after a tarpon uh, or a uh, a cobia and you plan on releasing them, I don't know if I could release cobia because they are very tasty, especially if it's illegal. Um, but a, a tarpon, you would have to have a permit to uh, to take one of those fish. Uh, so you want to, and a take would be that you pulled the thing out of the water or that you killed it. And uh, so if you don't have the permit, then you need to make sure that you're especially careful and take care of the fish. And you actually, you I would highly recommend you having a buddy or two there to help you out because reviving a tarpon after a fight is uh, is a challenge at best in a real boat, much less in a little plastic boat. So, and make sure that people, if you've never gone after a fish like that before that you have somebody there with you that is experienced on it. They are tough fish and at the very least make sure you have a knife available to cut your line <laughs> in case it gets a little out of control there and you, you, you think you can't handle it. Safety first. Alright? Cool. So anyways, like I said, uh, I just got a message from Sean Wagner, a uh, buddy down there in uh, Lake Worth, Florida. Joined us there at Cars Park for a couple of days of fishing, and uh, he also uh, fished last week's uh, last weekend's uh, DOA event, Paddlers event, and that is always a great uh, great time. I was privileged to uh, get to fish it a couple of years ago, and I know Sean had a good time, and he's going to provide us with a little personal uh, insight and uh, report on it. Uh, but uh, he's uh, tied up at work today and he'll give us a call next week so we'll get to hear from him on that another thing that we uh that we tried to do that we really had great intentions of doing and we were unable to uh, do it due to some mix-ups and uh personal issues uh there <laughs> early morning launch uh, we were uh we were going to fish the kayak for coop event which was a paddlefishing.com uh uh benefit for a uh, little coop, uh, a young man who is uh, uh, barely out of his toddler years and uh, inc- uh, brain cancer and going to have to go through some incredible uh, hard work and uh, chemotherapy there. And they raised, I understand, uh, over $5,000 in that tournament. There were some great sponsors there. And uh, they had a, a silent auction and... Uh, great raffles and raised some good money there and I, I hear it was a great time unfortunately uh, I couldn't get my act together that morning and get down there it was about an hour a little over an hour drive away from where we were at and uh, we just uh, couldn't make it before the cutoff time for registration so I apologize to uh, my friends down there for that and uh, I'm I am glad though that uh, to hear that it was a success and uh, that people had a great time. And if you're in and about Facebook, you probably saw it, or uh, you can see the results there at paddle-fishing.com. Uh, that's the local group there in the Tampa area. Great bunch of anglers and a uh, very, uh, very respected group of anglers there. So if you get down that way, look them up. Uh, great bunch of folks. Anyways, so... Um, Pretty much uh, a great week of fishing. Uh, didn't catch any real trophy fish, but you know what? That's just uh, not what it's about for me. I'm out after chasing fish and having a good time, and I saw a lot of fish, and I had a great time, 
and I threw a lot of casts, and in fact, I uh, kind of suffered from it this morning from a little bit of uh, uh, some back issues from uh, just overexerting myself all week long. So, but it was a great time and a great time to uh, visit with some good friends, uh, Redfish Chuck, there, our Monday night host. Uh, as I said, we visited them there at Kayaks by Bo and uh, KBB Outfitters. They've done a great job there and great uh, supporters for the local area, uh, Titusville, Merritt Island Fishing. If you've not been in the area, make sure you get down there. Uh, it's certainly the uh, Mosquito Lagoon and the Indian River Lagoon, the IRL, Banana River, just some incredible uh, ecosystems, uh, something that needs to be cherished. And if you haven't fished it, you need to get down there and fish those areas and um, and uh, support the efforts to uh, maintain the conservation of those areas. Uh, Tampa Bay, another great fishery, uh, great time. Water was just beautiful this past week. I mean, just lots of clear water and uh, lots of fish moving around. Just uh, they just didn't want to bite. Uh, my buddy um, Bill Haywood Howard there, he uh, he provided the uh, the angler's excuse that uh, we were uh, within our four days prior to the full moon, and according to him, the full four days prior, four days after full moon, are just uh, not good for fishing. Unfortunately, spring break was during that time, so we went out and chased them whatever we could. Did catch some jacks, some redfish, uh, nothing. We had one keeper, enjoyed uh, the fillets there this weekend, or actually this evening. Thank you, Mr. Becker, for uh, filleting that fish out. And uh, I don't know if it was uh, intentional or not, but the fillets got left in the uh, in the, the refrigerator in our RV, and they were very tasty this evening. <laughs> so, anyways... You know, uh, that's about what I've got for this week. Next week, we will kick off the week with uh, Chuck's show on Monday night, Redfish Chuck, Monday night kickoff. Uh, Tuesday night is uh, Jaron Wassel from uh, Texas and uh, Yak Fish in Texas. Uh, if you haven't uh, listened to that one, if you've tuned in at the normal time and you said, hey, what's going on? It's because they're on Central Time and... Uh, it's uh, 9 o'clock their time. That would be 10 o'clock Eastern. So if you want to listen to the Tuesday night show, you need to show up a little bit later, especially if uh, if you're in our in the uh, Eastern time zone. But uh, they're doing a great job there. And on Wednesday nights, we have our low-sodium show and our freshwater, sweetwater expert, uh, um, uh, Wheeler, Mark Wheeler, uh, the landing crew, it uh, does a great job for us there, and then we're back around again on Thursday night. So um, that's pretty much it, man. I can't say I, I think we uh, put the uh, the kayaks to extreme use this week. Uh, my wife and I both were uh, fishing out of uh, native Slayer propels, and... Uh, no breakdowns, no technical issues with those things. And we were pedaling and paddling. I think on average we pedaled five to seven miles every day we were out this week, this past week. So 
lot of work, and they worked really well. And the clone there was fishing out of the uh, 14.5 Ultimate. And uh, at 15 years old, the guy can just about walk around the gunnels. So. Uh, and he's been fishing ever since he was just a little bitty guy. So, But anyways, that's important. Make sure you take a kid fishing. It does a great thing. Uh, kids that are fishing are not getting in trouble. Uh, they also gain a great uh, interest and respect for the outdoors, and it keeps them in line with the conservation attitudes that uh, we need to have in our future anglers and sportsmen and sportswomen. Um, so join us again next week. Thanks for uh, listening in. Sorry I don't have more for you this week, but uh, we'll do it again next time. And uh, Kayak Fishing Radio, Thursday nights, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we'll see you next time. Take a kid fishing, tight lines all, and hope to catch uh, a slam there, Mike. Good luck this year. Good night, all. <laughs>